This podcast is about cardiovascular training. I get asked so often, what's your take, Tom, on cardio? And I'm going to tell you, I'm actually huge on cardio, but not for the reason that you think. Let's go with the definition of cardio first. Any type of exercise that causes the heart to beat faster and harder for a certain period of time. The number one reason why I'm huge on cardio and the, re- and the number one reason why I go into my pool and I'll have this 30-second burst where I'm working like crazy and I'll take a minute to cool off and then another 30 seconds where I'm all out and then a minute to cool off uh, repeatedly for about seven, eight, nine rounds is because I want to build my heart. I want to be around till I'm 106. And I know if I've got a really, really strong ticker, chances are I have that chance of living a very long time. Does cardiovascular training improve your metabolism? Absolutely. So after a tough workout, you're burning fat for much longer because of that elevated metabolic state. Totally, I agree with that. Improved hormonal state? Absolutely. I do cardio again for uh, its recovery aspects. All right, if I can get my circulation working at a better level, chances are that I'll have that lactic acid flush out of my body a lot quicker if I'm in shape. Okay, better control of blood sugar, absolutely. Let's talk about anaerobic exercise. Anaerobic exercise, short exercise that's powered mainly by metabolic pathways that do not use oxygen. Such pathways include lactic acid resulting in metabolic acidosis. Exercises like sprinting, intense cycling, heavy weight training is anaerobic exercise. How do you know if it's anaerobic exercise? You use the talk test. If you can't talk after you exercise, chances are you're out of oxygen, which is exactly what anaerobic means. All right. If you take a sprinter who runs a 100 meter race all out and runs a, you know, sub 10 seconds, chances are they're completely winded at the end of the race. They're unable to talk. You just leave them alone for the next 15, 20 seconds to, for them to catch their breath. They are in an aerob- anaerobic state. They've got this lactic acid pain in their legs. And at this point, they're burning carbs as fuel. Really important for you to know that. You take a look at aerobic exercise, and aerobic means with oxygen, meaning you can go long durations while breathing, such as stuff like long-distance runs, um, cycling, speed walking. The primary fuel for this type of exercise is fats. So when you increase your speed in an aerobic activity, you burn a higher degree of fat until you reach this anaerobic threshold where you're out of breath. At that point, you start burning carbs. When you slow down again and you can talk again, chances are now you're at a pace where you shift back to aerobic activity. So which is better, aerobic or anaerobic activity? And I get this asked this all the time. Let's look at low-intensity, steady-state training. Stuff like jogging, light skipping, elliptical machines, stationary bikes, aerobic classes. These are aerobic in nature. They're meant to do for long periods of time. Again, fat is the primary source of fuel. Here's the problem. (coughs) There's so many people who spend an hour on the treadmill and they say they've burned 1,000 calories. Bullshit. You didn't burn 1,000 calories. You burned something like 150, 200 calories. Um, even though the machine suggests that you burned a lot more. I love low-intensity training for a couple of reasons. If you're already in a poor um, state of conditioning, 
chances are you can reach a general level of fitness within four or five weeks, just ramping things up slowly, doing low intensity exercise. For the majority of population who is out of shape, this is a really, really good idea. Um, after five weeks, you're gonna notice a point of diminishing returns. You're not going to get much healthier beyond that. The problem with low intensity training is it's time consuming. It wastes a lot of time. I don't have 45 minutes to do cardio over the course of a day, let alone four or five times a week. I just don't have that. So where do I incorporate it? Uh, for circulatory reasons, I use it to remove lactic acid after a tough workout so I can recover faster so that I can hit that tough workout again and make more gains. So number one, it's more of a therapeutic thing for circulation uh, reasons, for recovery reasons. Number two, I love low intensity cardio to clear my head, whether it's a nice leisurely walk, going for a hike, enjoying the company of my wife, walking the dog. It's multitasking where, yeah, I'll burn some calories. It's good for your mind. If you're a runner and you love clearing your head and you get that euphoric high, go for it for that reason. But like I said, after four to five weeks, you're going to notice no real improvement in your training. And in terms of building up your heart, um, you need to get into a state where you're out of breath to actually build your heart. Uh, my, my take on low intensity, it has its place. Let's talk about high intensity training. <coughs> This type of training is highly effective in burning fat uh, from the standpoint of what happens after the workout. Long after the workout is done, um, what you're going to find is your heart rate is elevated, your body's hotter, and your metabolism uh, is up. So for the next couple of hours, you're burning fat at a higher level. Now, in terms of the actual calories burned with high-intensity training, it's really not that much. But the benefit is what you have happening after the workout. Okay, there's a couple of other things too that um, are really good. By the way, some exercises that are high intensity are stuff like sprints, hill runs, intense cycling, intense battle rope sessions, jump squats, any kind of weight training that has a duration of 30 seconds or more where it's intense. You're lifting some heavy weights with, uh, with good form. All right. Um, but I got to tell you, in terms of getting lean quickly, if you can tolerate high-intensity training, man, oh, man, are you ever going to get lean very quickly. And you're also going to get very fit very quickly. So for the first two, three weeks, if you can hang on with this type of training, you're going to have this huge training effect. And if you have the motivation to keep going, chances are you can make some real inroads into your overall fitness. The big challenge with this type of exercise is motivation. You're required to push yourself to complete the training. It's hard work. It feels bad. And it's tough on an untrained body. Does it work? Absolutely. But you got to be highly motivated. There was a study out of uh, McMaster University in Toronto that talked about this as the superior form of training, but only if you're motivated. If you're an average person, this is not for you because you're going to quit shortly after embarking on this kind of training. So keep that in mind. So is there a happy medium? Yes, there is. And that's moderate intensity interval training. So this is, uh, I mean, there's a lot of schemes where you go 10 seconds, high intensity, then you back off where it's a little more moderate for 20 seconds and then super low for 30 seconds. 
all right? And you repeat that for rounds. If you get onto a bike and you pedal like a maniac for 10 seconds, chances are you can last for 10 seconds. Beyond that, you're gonna need to slow down. You slow down for 20 seconds, but still keep a good pace. And then you take 30 seconds to 60 seconds to go completely slow and then resume the round, four, five, six, seven, even 10 rounds of this. Uh, makes a huge difference to your conditioning. Great idea. So you're getting the best of both worlds. All right, you can change it. You can do something like um, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. 30 seconds really hard, 60 seconds slower pace, and go for some rounds. All right, um, really, really good concept. I like moderate intensity training because it's a lot more tolerable to your body, especially if you're just beginning. Okay, the other thing that I found helps to burn fat big time is uh, upping your NEAT. So what is NEAT? It's an acronym, N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Okay, so it's exercise expended for activities we do that's not sleeping, eating, or sports-like exercise. It means performing yard work, walking around, doing household chores, taking stairs, playing with the kids, walking the dog, grocery shopping. They seem like small activities, but they increase your metabolic rate substantially. And the cumulative impact of doing stuff like this all day long makes a world of difference. Now understand something, guys. I used to be a school teacher, a phys ed teacher at that. I would walk my 5K every day just being in gym class. And I found walking the kids back and forth from class to class and being in the gym, my NEAT was very high. I was burning a lot of body fat just because I was moving around all day long. Now, in the summertime, I said, okay, now it's time to actually start training and making progress. I found that my body wasn't as sharp in the summertime, even though I was doing more exercise because I wasn't walking around all day working. I would sit around a lot more in the summertime. All right, and I'm going to tell you right now, I was actually leaner while I was working than in the summertime, even though my best training sessions we're in the summertime, all right? So <coughs> take that into account. This need factor is huge. So when people tell you, don't take the escalator, um, you know, walk the stairs, they're telling you something. There's some truth to that, all right? Don't take the shortcuts. Move around, walk around. It's huge. So between those different modes of training, whether it's low intensity, moderate intensity, high intensity or neat, I mean, you're gonna pick your favorite one, but the bottom line is you need to do all of them for their various reasons. Um, we're not gonna talk about cardiovascular workout structure yet. We're gonna talk about that in a different um, podcast, but this was just an introduction to cardio. I do believe it's important, but again, it's for reasons like strengthening your heart as a recovery mechanism to improve your circulation and uh, blood flow so you can train harder. And for general fitness, it does serve its place. I hope this helps. If you were given an arena to completely transform your body, your focus, your finances, and your family, would you take me up on it? Join the league, leagueofelite.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Subscribe, share with your friends, and be sure to check out the Ultimate Men's Playbook available now at Amazon.com.